lockdown. Lock, lock, lock yep, yep. Well, here's a DJ that, that, that's got the jams on lock. It's Trey Styles Promo Kings Radio Podcast.
One, two, one, two. It's your man, Trey Styles, your favorite promoter's favorite promoter. You know what I do. It's Thursday night. It's going down. This is Promo Kings Radio Podcast. I got special R&B sensation, Marquise Fiore. I said it right, my nigga, right? Yeah, Fiore. Yeah, you got it. That's some old French shit. We're going to get into where that name come from, bro. Your mama and daddy give you that name when you was born, bro. No, I mean, yo, yo, that shit ain't on the birth certificate, my nigga. That shit is supposed to be sounding sexy for the chicks and shit. Know what I mean, yes, I'm gonna, I'm gonna change my last name up tomorrow and shit. Know what I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, yo, some, some, some sweet shit, goddamn yeah, Trey yeah, yeah. Styles Belvedere or some shit. Know what I mean, <laughs> where, where you from, my G? California, born and raised. Oh, shit. L.A. stand up. What's good? West Coast, one love. Shit, <laughs> man. I mean, born and raised. So, I know you got a story to tell growing up out there, bro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shit. The only niggas could imagine you know, close to niggas. When I went to L.A., I, I rode through Compton. I got a chance to see this shit. So, you know what I mean? I've been to L.A. like two or three times. I've been, I've, been, I've been out there like two or three times and shit. But now I know the homie out there. Next time I come to LA, we got I gotta p- definitely pull up and get at you. Got you. Got to put up some uh, Got to. How how long you been singing? Oh man, I grew up in one of them churches where they forced all the kids to do music. So uh, <laughs> all my life, mm, <laughs> all my mm. life, um, I didn't take it seriously until uh, about probably like twenty twelve. Okay, cool. You definitely got flavor. That single was crazy. That clueless joint. I'm definitely going to have to throw that in rotation on the show and shit. I got blessed to get on iHeart. And just a couple of days ago, they, um, Spotify picked up my podcast, too. So now I'm on, I'm on Spotify and I'm on iHeart and Apple and Google. So I'm ready to give it up to the culture. You know what I mean? I got the platform to give an upcoming dope artist like you that platform to play their music. And just to tell your story, bro. I appreciate that. Shit. How- as an R&B singer growing up in Compton, how was that? Man, I so I thought I was going to be an athlete. You know, um, you know, it, it was a little different because I only thought like singing and stuff was for the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would rap and freestyle and stuff with my friends outside of that. Okay. And I had even put together a little rap group, just like everybody else. You know, battles was really in. All day. Yeah, I was really into Cassidy, so <laughs> I used to pull up and we'll, you know, we'll meet up and uh, we rap for money and stuff. But uh, Compton was tough. I, my family, my mom, you know, did the best she could, but we was always this, that, and the third. Man, I didn't lived all across the greater Los Angeles area at one point just because we was always bouncing around, even the high desert. Uh, I actually finished school and, and, and everything up there. So, but I was even moving back, back and forth, comping it in mm. um, through high school. So, it was tough. A lot of gang violence, a lot. Like, yeah, that's what know, I was saying. Was, Grow, growing up there, nobody never really made you choose, you know what I mean? You're going to be, you know what I mean? Crips, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was I'm, it not, ch- I'm not, not going to put a name on it because I don't want that to be my stable, but they, they know. The ones that know, they know. Okay, so um, so you had a stitch, but a lot of times they protect you when they know when they know that you got a purpose or whatever, like an R and B singer or athlete or whatever. They see that you got a purpose. They ain't gonna let you get too active in it. Know I, what I mean, I put it like this. I put it like this without without dry stitch because I hate. I hate nah, nah, I can dig it. We can talk in code. I was able to do what I need to do to get some money to survive, and then once some shit popped off. 
and I wanted to walk away. Unlike most people, I was able to walk away. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That everybody they don't let they don't let they 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 put a grip on a lot of people. But no one said for them to release that. I got family on both sides. On both sides. Okay, so you got so you got family that's OGs or whatever that was was like release them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I remember, uh, you know, we was, this how I knew shit was petty. We was going back and forth with somebody on the other side. And they was like, oh, when you see X, Y, and Z, you're supposed to, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, yo, that's one of my cousin. One of my best friend. What you mean? Yeah, that's wild. It was. <laughs> yeah, it's, just, it's crazy. But, you know, once, like you said, once they. Notice you got you some talent. Yeah. Realize, like, oh, this shit ain't, you shouldn't be doing this. Like, yeah. you know. What year was that? Ooh, this is 2004 or 5. Mm. Yeah, Crazy. So, yeah, man, it was between, 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 between the 80s and 2004, you think it was more worse then than it is now? Um, Yeah, I remember that. I remember the truth. Tax and check in when they come to the LA. How real? How real is that? How real is that? Yeah, yeah. No, no, put no names on it. Tax on people, yeah.
they hit you up and be like, yo, nigga, I'm going to have to tax you and shit for being out here. Like, that shit is just fucking amazing, like, the to be so organized to even know when that particular artist is is, is coming into the city. Well, I think social media, I think social media tell social media fucks it up. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, go get professionals. Go get professionals. Go get a professional uh, uh, security group and don't go nowhere you don't belong. Exactly, yeah. It's cute because you want to take pictures and compliments and shit. Now, while compliments progressing, you know, there's even some gay communities in that motherfucking house. Like, it's progressing. It's still a, about respect. And a lot of motherfuckers is not going to find your respect when you coming into their hood, you know, trying to think shit is cute to take pictures and, and film videos and shit. Facts, facts, facts. Um, Neighborhood Nip, how important was he to L.A.? Oh, man. You know what's crazy? Even though his music wasn't super impactful, mm-hmm. you can ask everybody who's ever made any sort of contact with him, and all of them have some crazy anecdote or quote or something mm-hmm. from him. Like, that's the type, that's the type of person he was. Mm-hmm. And he even broke a lot of the street code trying to do... Exactly, I noticed that, bro. Trying to do, trying to do for us, because... All the quote unquote real ones, let's keep it all the way at 100. They got their money and they found me. Mm. Right? Because they know they knew better. They knew better, right? But Nip stayed and around. Nip stayed around the hood. stayed around. Like, it's one thing to have your business in the hood, but motherfuckers, they could find you there. Mm. That's, that's a completely different. And, and you, you don't do that long. Um, and probably about an hour and a half. Like, Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, pause. Shorty passed out and, and you recorded the song while she was passed out? <laughs> Yo, so so she just laying on the couch while you recorded this shit, bro? Yeah, well, she didn't knock out. She didn't hear none of, she didn't hear none of that. And she's, you know, she's a hard worker. She, she really is with the, the marketing stuff. Got, you know, yeah, she, it's she dope. studied all that, UFC and everything. So she, she was putting in the time here and didn't know if like damn do I want to make that push to the crib or cause you know another session was coming in she didn't know so I was like man you don't know what you, you don't know what you're about to do but then you know with that it triggered a scenario like so a lot of a lot of times my um my songs are scenarios even if they're not my story in particular because I'm a pretty good listener and uh, sometimes I can sit down with that as 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 um, a tool to to paint a picture right. You know, so um, that's that's where I was at with that. But you always we talking about you got a person who is you know they're saying like, boy, I'm I'm popping, I'm this and this and that. Like you can never, you know, what I'm saying like, you know, but then at the same time you blowing up my phone. You know, at the same time you you got an issue about who I'm with, where I'm going. You know, what I'm saying, and then at the same time you don't want to be with niggas. So like, what do you want? You know, yeah. like what you what you yeah, you're clueless. Do? You ain't got no clue what you what you, you basically want. What you want? And I, I, you know, I used to say this a phrase. I said, if I had, if I had forever to live, I will figure out time travel before I figure out when. No, no, nah, that's I, facts. I don't, I don't get it. But ladies, we ain't, we ain't bashing y'all on this shit. We, I love my I love my ladies, but y'all, you know what I mean? yeah, that could be difficult sometimes. Out this shit, you know what I mean? They say they want something. You can give them that. But then once once they had that, they don't really want that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so a lot of, you know, case in point, you you know, you got girls who 
looking for Mr. Right. Oh, I can't find a man who's stable and got a good mm-hmm. job. And blah, blah, blah. Well, it's that geek that was trying to... Uh, yeah, they didn't want, want that. It's that, it's that nigga with 100 followers who hollered at you in, in, your, in your DMs. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't know what you want. Yeah, yeah, nah, you, you see that all the time and shit. They want all certain, the time. They, they don't, I think they clue, clueless too and shit because they really don't know out of the situation what they want too. You know what I mean? And a lot of times, like, I mean, chicks is super savage now. Like, you got a chick got them to go smash you and then go right and, and, and might go smash your daddy. No hoes. No hoes bars like that. I mean, at least, at least, least a nigga gonna be like, yo, I ain't gonna go smash your mama. Now I mean, you know what I'm saying, but a chick gonna be like, yo, fuck that. I'm gonna go give it to that nigga dad and shit. Now I mean, some some shit that's go that she know is gonna hurt your soul. Like if it's your home, if it's your homeboy, you might can just get over the shit. But you know, a chick can smash your your peeps, your pops, or some shit. You like, yo, I'm gonna hate her forever, yo. Yeah, I had to, to talk my homeboy damn near off a ledge off of some, or something. Oh, like, man. man. It ain't working, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he ain't don't do it. That nigga was ready to end it all, bro. All, all, like, all, all, all up. All up. And the shit is so sad because when you sit and think, that's why traveling is important and seeing the world is important. Because when you sit and really break down that situation and you be that depressed, over a female, but then you like, damn, it's a million of these joints in the world. Like, all over, you just got to try, city to city is thousands, and like, so it's like, when you think of it, and you break it down, you really don't get in that depressed mode, because you like, damn, if I'm, shit, like, I'll be able to get somebody, now. I mean, it's thousands right. of them out here, like, I just got to go just travel, or go, go somewhere else, you feel me? Yeah, then you just gotta check yourself too and say, yeah. like, what am I doing giving off this energy? Like, you know, yeah. why I keep attracting other rats. Exactly. You know, why, exactly, bro. Facts. Why well, I, I keep, because, you know, you look, you look at yourself. Let's say if you want um, a Michelle Obama type. Like, look at yourself yeah. in the mirror. Like, damn, if Michelle see me yeah. dressed like this with this, with this, uh, yeah, she gonna fuck with you. Lincoln and these fucking, uh, gold teeth. Yeah, she gonna fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? My hair all wild and crazy and this white Beat her on, I'm sagging half off my ass. Like, like, she, that, that's only you only gonna attract one type of woman, like, like that. Mm-hmm. Facts. If, if, if that's what you want, that's what you want. And that's what you're gonna get. If you got niggas around you that don't have no kind of business sense, don't care about doing no business, don't care about elevating or whatever, and that's your crew, it's going to be hard for you to elevate to the next level because that's your crew. Like, you, these are niggas that you're around like that. All, 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 every day. That shit, is, that shit crazy. Like, niggas is like, they, they say, I, I, I'm cool with never having any more than I got right now. Working this nine to five, mm-hmm. you know, knocking off this chick, this chick, mm-hmm. whatever, making my payments on that. I'm cool. Cause they don't what? see, they don't see the future. They don't see nothing big. A lot of people are just not gonna see bigger than what than what they got. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's they mm-hmm. they not gonna dream and they not gonna see nothing big. Shit, who, who's your top um top five R and B artists of all time? Since since you out there singing to these chicks and all that, who's your top five R and B? Okay, my top five R and B. That's tough. That's tough. 
old school, new school. You can take a little old school and you take a little bit of new yeah, school. Yeah, I got a blender. I got a blender. Um, I'm a, now there's a reason why I'm not saying MJ because MJ is more is more pop. More pop. Right? Okay, I can. I, 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 I can respect but, um, that. Let's say let's go let's go, Chris. I, as an overall performer, Chris Brown is is five. We going for we going right? from five to from from five down from one one up. Now that's that's my one. He, he got my one. Okay, uh, damn. And then after that, VA stand up. You, you know he from you know he from the hometown. Know what I mean, from VA. Yeah, yeah, you you yeah, just mentioned VA as your number one. Yeah, he's absolutely yeah. He, that's a hands down. I can't argue with that. But then it gets it gets tricky because. Personal shit aside, I got to give it to Cal. I, I got it. I got to give yeah, it. Yeah, yo, people, and the sad thing about it, bro, like, if this shit never happened, none of these situations never happened, Kells never fucked around and got himself in this shit, yo, Kells would still be number one, you know what I'm saying? He'll still be in that top five list, but it's like, exactly. damn, you know what I'm saying? It feel like, it's like almost like, like, as the fans of, uh, like, you got to be mad, like, damn, bro, what the... What the fuck, bro? You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and then the shit had happened so long ago. When that tape came out, bro, I remember being, I'm probably like it was in middle school or high school. Like, no, no cap, bro. I remember that shit was on cassette tape, nigga. Like, I had it on cassette tape. I This is this shit wasn't even a, D, a, a CD or a DVD. This shit was a cassette. You know what I'm saying? I remember putting, I rem, like, dope, bro. I remember putting it in VC. I remember putting in the VC, and this was so young, so you thinking, like, damn, that, like, he went through that at that time, you know what I'm saying, when we was, like, young as fuck, for it to come back into the 20, into the 2020s, bro, like, what the fuck, like, you know what I'm saying, like, even if you were, if, even if you dodged, and you was doing that fuck shit, you know what I mean, like, that shit and shit that got there follows you all the way into the 2020s, bro, like, you supposed to change around your whole Surround this lifestyle, no, yo. Anywhere, yo, you driving, you drive past a, it's a daycare or some a high school, yo. Take me down out of the block. I mean, I don't even want motherfuckers to say that I was looking at this school. Better people around him, like don't say we not even going. Because I was looking at the documentary, like some of his homeboys would take him to the McDonald's and it'd be mad chicks around the McDonald's. Like, who's taking them to the McDonald's? For him yeah, to go scoop up. Bro, especially if, you know what I'm saying, you had already been through a similar situation, you know what I'm saying, yeah. they're not, and see, and that's how niggas around you don't think, when I think, when I say think business, even if you're thinking business, like, say you like, man, I don't give a fuck what happened to the boy, but if you, if this is just the dude that's making sure your rent is paid, your house is paid, and all that shit, so now you gotta figure out if something happened to this dude, all that shit is cut off. Yeah, you gotta protect. So them. niggas that be around, so niggas be around niggas that got money, the the money getter of the crew. You gotta always protect them. Like yo, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Nah, I mean this gonna fuck up my bag if something if if it go down wrong. But niggas don't exactly. think like that. Niggas do not think like that. Go down wrong and like probably half of the cats that was around them that that time probably all fucked up working regular jobs. This on some different shit, but they was right there. They they had the golden the, the golden goose right there, but they you know what I mean they didn't they didn't step up in the situation to be like nah we can't rock if you on that shit we ain't gonna be around you know what I mean you know what I'm saying he and that and that one little conversation between his crew 
could have made a big difference, bro. Huge difference. All the conversation because people enabled him, I think, and went so far. He still got to own it. He, you know, he, he has his accountability too, but he got some fuck-ass people around him. Exactly. So, I like, said that. way he did all of this for this long Said that for day so, one. Like, no, like, don't say, how are you going to be in the studio? Like, you own a studio. And the nigga go come bring a 16-year-old in the studio. You're going to be like, hold on, what the fuck? Yo, you fucking with her? Exactly. Nigga 40, 30 yeah. years old. First first thing, shorty, shorty come in and looking young in the face. You're going to be like, yo, who that? She your little sister yeah. son? Nah, nah, nah I'm, I'm rocking with her. Like, what you mean? Let me come holler at you real quick. So Usher's, Usher's number three? Yeah, I gotta put Usher in there, and then I'm gonna, I'm gonna, my last two is, is gonna be throwbacks. I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say, uh, Brian McKnight. Dope, classic. Is up there for me, and then I'm gonna say. See, Brian McKnight's a singer, bro. Like he's a singer, yeah. singer. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, Luther. Damn, you classics, classics. Yeah, I'm gonna say Luther. Uh, and these are a male R&B actor. We said female would be a different story. But it right could have been anybody. That, it could have been anybody. Right, yeah, but male, male straight. You know what I'm saying? Cause, yeah, right under that is, is, is Marvin Gaye. Okay, classic. And, uh, and my LA pick is, is, is Tyrese, just because he he grew up hmm. up the street. So okay, cool, cool. Did you used to see Tyrese running around back in the days? You know what's crazy? My auntie dated this fool back in the day. Crazy. This was before the um. What was he? Did the, the, the oh, Pepsi oh, shit? Before the Pepsi, the first time I seen him was on the Pepsi on the um pep on the on the bus drinking the Pepsi and singing and yeah, shit. Yeah, man, but he said he didn't have no aspirations, and I think he wanted to be like a uh, a trash man or something like that. Damn, so I forget the reason she said. That. <laughs> God damn, that shit switched up. Hell of a to, from a trash man to Fast and Furious out this bitch. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His money way. God. But the funny thing is, and look and look how that turned around. Like 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 what she said, he had a. It might have been a conversation between somebody that just changed within the last week. He might have told her that one week, and then within two weeks, he might have met somebody. And somebody was like, "Nah, you could be anything or whatever." And then changed the whole. He was trying to hit her up to tell her he got the commercial and she wasn't having it. Oh, for real, that's crazy! Wow. No, because once she was done with him, she was done with him. But, you know, he had finally gotten on there. You know, never, you, you. Yeah, exactly, exactly, because that could have been, like like you said, it's just funny, because that could have been a conversation. Maybe he was, and then he was just, like, down, feeling, like, low, and he was talking to somebody, and he was like, nah, I don't sing, go the route, you can sing, blah, 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 you can do your thing, go try out. And then, see, so you got to kind of always, Provide good energy around people or whatever, and you gotta always, you know what I'm saying, uplift people because you don't never know that person, you know what I'm saying, that you up, uplift come back and be like, yo, you was the one who, you know what I'm saying, pushed me to greatness or whatever. Definitely, you know what I mean? definitely. I can't tell you how many business networking um, situations got put together because of good relationships. I said the most valuable thing a person can have. Is a network. Nah, right? you have to have relationships. This whole game is off a of relationship. This whole oh, music game, this whole that's what I was always so I got in I got I became Def Jam rep, you know what I'm saying? I used to run with the cats who was running Def Jam mm-hmm. when I was sixteen years old. From sixteen mm-hmm. all the way till right now, I still stayed affiliated. I never stopped, you know what I mean? I still grinded and to the point that when they left and got promoted to my man Big Keith. 
he got promoted to um, J Records and he left left me the crib and the whole account. So next thing, it won't no schooling and nothing to it. But I had been around as a young nigga, like a teenager, seeing how they used to run it and how they used to rock. So when it was my time, it just had, I just had to step up and just just go right into it. You know what I mean? It wasn't no college, no course or nothing to tell me how to run a run a a, a label like Def Jam. Nah, nigga, it's you the Virginia rep. They got a rep in Atlanta. They got a rep in New York. They got a rep in Jersey. You the one in Virginia. When any shit come through Virginia for Def Jam, you handle all the promotion. When the artists come in town, you meet up with them. Like, like So all that shit, I had to really like step up and just really learn the business side of being a rep. You know what I mean? Other than just the promotion side. Cause I knew the promotion side. Like We would bang out snipes on, on, on freeways. Um, um, stop signs, all that shit to do the visuals. But then, you know what I'm saying, I had to get into what's a conference call, jumping on a conference call, what's a marketing proposal. You know what I mean? We had to write these things for um the label, the center label, all the different lifestyle spots. We call them marketing bibles. We had to send the marketing bibles to the labels like every couple of months. You know what I mean? Today, I know what's the new hot spot, the new um clothing store in our in our area, the new music store in our area. Today, I keep track. Other shit, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, oh, it's yeah, definitely. It's, so you know, there's no greater teacher than than experience or failure. Mm-hmm. You know, alone at the time. So, going on. so you I self, so you self taught your yourself um production. So you, yeah, I do my own production. I do my own engineering. I record myself. I write everything. Um, every once in a while, you know, because I got producer friends. My whole building is full of producers. Um. And we, we, share, we collab on something, but for the most part, everything is, is done by me. What's the name of your studio in Compton? Uh, Project 7 Recordings. We in North Hollywood. I'm, oh, you in North, Hol- you in North Hollywood. You in North Hollywood. You see? Boy, I knew. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know yo, I was, yo, the funny thing made me think about the shit with the boy. Um, I was watching the Black Ink shit when they did the Black Ink Compton. And old boy put the... um. Damn, what's that tattoo artist in Compton, man? I fucking like he's the one that was. Yeah, the one to go exactly, and that's that even fucked me up. I was like, hold on, sure you fuck with what dude? I was like, yo, this is crazy right here. But yeah, he had shit right out there, and that shit was like, that shit was it looked like it was working out. Like it looked like it was problems from day one. You saw it, you was out there when the shop opened up and all that. I'm I'm a big I'm. I'm not a person without ego, but I know when to check it, yeah. right? And almost nobody is that good in the hood to where you can't be robbed. To where yeah, I was like, this is crazy. Because he had went and asked permission from the OGs or something at first to open up this shop. But then it's like, okay, that OG said it was good, but you got what about the three or four OGs that live in Compton that don't say it's good? Right. Exactly, exactly. So now that's problems right there. So I was like, damn, this is a. That's what made me watch this shit. Cause I'm like, yo, this is. I gotta see how you pull this off, bro. You know what I mean? Cause I say, nah, I'm, I'm good, man. I, you know, I, but I posted up in, in North Hollywood. I definitely um, cater to to people from from Compton in that area. Like as soon as I know that the person came via reference. From the area, oh, I always hook you up. Oh, nah, that's dope. Always. I can't wait, bro. When I come out there, my um, we gonna do another one, another interview out that shit live in the studio and all that shit. Get the video and all that shit popping. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm, 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 I
Yeah, sure enough, man. I can't wait. What's the um the collaboration between R and B and hip hop? How important do you think that is in this hip hop culture right now? I think um, it's important because um, you know they almost go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Right? I believe that too. Was, Always, yeah, they almost go hand in hand. And if you are, if we're being honest, like um, pop culture, the definition of pop culture, popular, is American culture, specifically Black American culture, specifically hip hop. And mm. now hip hop, hip hop culture mm. is not just it. It just doesn't consist of rap music. Mm-hmm. Hip hop culture also consists of R and B. So one could argue mm. that R and B and hip hop are collectively what pop music really is. That's exactly. what it is, right? I, I believe I that. Born, yeah, I believe that I'm, right there. I've been to all different places in the world, and motherfuckers was was playing shit and you know I knew Japanese people that was uh that had trap music you know what I'm saying motherfuckers in Denmark and, and mm. Sweden like the rap roots then I went to uh I went to uh Australia what that 2012 and motherfuckers was still out there crumping. I was like god damn you say they was out there crimping crumping crumping oh crump crump dance and shit no nah, and then in the UK they got crimson bloods out there too that shit's crazy so our impact, you know, they got, and now they got true music out there. Like, yo, I have Japanese clients who do trap music and drill music, bro. It's, mm. it's the impact, that, but the same thing. If you look at all the singing shows that they have, like their American Got Talent and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, they got different they versions. They sing in R&B. They sing in R&B. What? So, it's, you know, I think it's very important mm. that those two genres always stay together they gotta always stay they they always gotta stay as a unit because even if you think about all the way to the 80s like the andre harrells and the teddy rallies they the ones that kind of really introduced that 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 new jack swing era and 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 put it and put them together then kind of when when um diddy came on the scene he kind of perfected it it's it's unmatched, right? And I, and I and think on the other end, it, you got a good R and B song. Mm-hmm. You know, rappers at the end yeah, it, it finesses it. It finesses. I think I think both artists, that R and B artists and the and the rap artists, gotta have some kind of vibe with each other too. They gotta have some kind of relationship or whatever to be able to you know what I'm saying to ride each other's you know what I'm saying, to, um to be able to understand each other's production and tracks or whatever to collab. Shit. Yeah, but like I said, it's a mar- I believe it's a marriage between hip hop and R and B. They gotta they gotta be able to complement each other. Yeah, they uh, absolutely. Like that's you and um it, you can't get lost in, in a divide because eventually you people will, you know, un you know, undoubtedly put them against each other. They are one one hand in hand. And mm-hmm. Eventually, you know, especially with all the social social justice change, it'll be accepted um, by that, you know, hip-hop and R&B are the most popular genres on, on earth. Exactly. And it's, it's, not even, it's not even close either. Like, that's mm-hmm. the crazy part. Like, it's not even close. And even for the quote-unquote pop act, go and get hip-hop and R&B producers and writers. What? So it's not even close. Close. Okay, imagine, imagine 
what the world would be. Oh no, nah, you can't even imagine this shit. That's why that's why when like NWA say NWA came out and with their first album, the parents wasn't fucking mad because of what they were saying on the fucking verses. They were mad because they little suburban white kids were playing that shit, bro. Know what I mean? They wasn't they couldn't give a fuck about what, what Cube and Dre and Yellow and all and, and Rim was saying on the record. They was concerned that that record was in their little white girls, you know what I'm saying, or their little white son's um, dresser drawer or, or, or Walkman at the time or whatever they was playing music out of. Know what I mean? Like, how did how did this get into my household or whatever? Know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Because, yeah, so that's what made the difference, and that's what showed how powerful it was. Know what I mean? It got, to the, it got into their household without them even knowing about it. Know what I mean? You kids were sneaking those records into the household and, and, and sneaking it into the Walkman and playing it without their parents even knowing that they had that going on. You feel me? So anytime, anytime a culture can sneak into your house without you knowing it, it, it got to be powerful and big. It, yeah, it got to be. So, you know, that's why I'm always, like I said, uh, I, I started off in a, a rap group first. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I always am gonna have rap in my repertoire. Always that that's never that's never gonna go nowhere. Exactly, exactly, exactly. So um, I'm I'm gonna I'm continue to to add that because. It- All right, we back, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I had technical difficulties right quick, but you was just continuing on what you were saying, though? First, we, we was talking about um, the collaboration between hip-hop and R&B. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I said, you know, it, it's very important that um, they maintain the relationship because in, in totality, it, it's the same thing. It's, it's, it is... By definition, pop music, even if it's not by genre, they want to categorize us in the urban sector. But really, you know, what is music without R&B and hip hop influence? Exactly. Yeah. What's the so. what's the vibe? What's the vibe of the music coming out of your city right now? And I'm saying, I mean, um, for up and coming artists in Compton, what what do they have for them? They have open mics out there. Um, how do they how do they get their shit off? And um, there's it's, it's not a lot. Actually, at any time um, somebody uh, even attempts to uh, make a splash, like whack one hundred, get all on. <laughs> no, but uh, it's um, it's about a lot of a lot of kids, like the younger ones, are adapting that Atlanta sound, mm-hmm. like that legal. That's in type. that's in Compton is rapping like like Atlanta. Compton. What? Think about it. Our, our our most popular artist right now is Roddy. Yeah, and yeah, I understand what you're saying with the with the with the with the kind of like singing like audio auto tune type voice or whatever. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But damn, but I hate that though, bro. Cause you know what I'm saying. The reason why somebody that I might go pick up 
somebody from LA because I want them to sound like me from fucking LA, bro. Like that shit. Like if I wanted somebody to sound like somewhere else, I'd go listen to that artist. Like, you know what I'm saying? I like YG because he sound like an LA nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? I like Game because, you know what I'm saying? Game is a spitter and Game don't get enough props. That he, but Game, for being an LA nigga, but he rap, but he really, really rap, though. You know what I'm saying? Game really, really rap. You know what I'm saying? Kendrick, Kendrick really raps. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, so I look up to them wanting to hear. I don't, I don't want to hear nothing from nowhere else. When I go, and this thing I want to hear, that's why I love Nip's music so much, because Nip made me feel like I was in L.A., bro. Nip made me feel like I was literally riding around in L.A., and I was just catching everything that he was saying in. It made me, it made me feel that way or whatever. So I want, I, I want all my L.A. niggas to keep it, keep it L.A., like keep that shit. That's what's, that's what's going to be the difference or whatever. Like, yeah, MJ, but, you know, you can tell that, there are, you know, those actual were adapting that sound, they more or less here today, going tomorrow, because it's, it's just a fad right now, and only so many people can um, can pull it off. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody thinks that, all right, this is the way, this is how I'm a rap. So, I mean, I try to deliver that message um, everybody who records here, but, um, you know, you can only tell. You yeah, you can only tell them. Yeah, you can t- yeah, you can tell them how to rap. Because uh, one of my favorite LA niggas is MC8. I just love how when that Menace to Society shit came off and straight up Menace, I, I, yo, I was going crazy off that shit back in the days, bro. Oh, yeah, shit. MCA, MCA what, what do you think is a better situation for upcoming artists, uh, an independent label or a major label? Um, I tell people this. Um, the best thing you possibly do is um, learn your uh, learn your business, right? Learn it inside and out, and then do a partnership. The best situation, obviously, is to do a partnership with a, a, a major, right? Because you can't yourself afford that the shit. Center and say, "Hey, book me. I got a large following." Like, Hell no. Like nope. You know, you you can't. You don't have that kind of cachet to leverage big deals and big mm-hmm. tours and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you have to surrender ownership to have someone represent you in that way. Right? Exactly. There is a medium. And the best thing possibly you can do is not be afraid to give up that money at first. Exactly. Because a lot of people, they were like, oh, I want to get advanced, but $2 million. Mm-hmm. Like, if you, if you, if they give you $2 million, they they've already established that you're worth 10 times that. Fact. Right. They already they know. Already, they already know yeah, they, they can make some money off. So it's, all, it's about partnerships. It's like even right now, I'm in a position to where if somebody can approach me, I can say no. I can say I can say no, and I live relatively comfortably. I've carved out uh, a comfortable life for myself in music that is devoid of any sort of uh, how do you say? Um, you're not no slave to the label. Yeah, you're not locked in. Locked in. I'm not locked into nothing, so I can say no. I can say no to a situation, and you know, there's somebody offering me, "Oh, I'll sign you right now for X, X, Y, and Z." Well, I say, hmm, I, I can ponder it. I'm not hungry. I'm not starving. These people, they prey on desperation, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. They, they use it because they know that you need. They know that you ain't never seen five hundred thousand dollars in your life. They, and they you stuck. Your lights. Your, your lights might be off. 
car notes, like my yeah, dog. all of that shit. So they going off that. They give you the deal with the with the card, which with a, a prepaid card with your name on it already attached to it. Like, yeah, get your get your phone cut back or get your lights cut back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you then know, and then you, you know, sign you sign to me for ten years. It is hard to make that decision. Shit. I, I get it entirely, but I, I think the best situation is is for people to do partnerships with uh, majors, or, um, or or partnership with um, a uh, a smaller label. But don't ever surrender your rights. That's, yeah. Like don't ever completely surrender your rights to the music, even if that means I gotta turn down whatever the upfront is. Because when them residuals come in, bro, when yeah. people start licensing your See, music, the royalty, the royalty checks that it, yeah, it'll come up. Yo, that's what my homie is, is is putting me on right now. So on all of that, so I'm learning about all of that, bro. Because this is a whole nother lane. That's a whole nother world that the average person if, don't know about. Could you imagine if if Chris Brown or Drake owned all of their publishing? Oh, uh, right. they'd be multi-billionaires. Oh yeah, that'd be crazy, bro. Multi-billionaires. How um when you was coming up, because uh, uh, you've been singing all your life. How many how many chicks did you um? Sing to the pool, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm, I, I see the little baddie over here. I'm about to come up to this joint and sing. You ever ran up to an on the chicken <laughs> song to snatch up? You know what's crazy? Up yeah, number? Uh, what's crazy? The crazy part is, is unless you went to church with me, you wouldn't know that I sang. Oh, okay, I could dig it. That's what it was, like, you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, unless you unless you came up to me or I was, I was fucking around, like, trying to show you, like, pretend you know, do something you would you wouldn't know. And especially yo, when that yo know, puberty hit me like Mike Tyson, bro, like bam and I had to, you know, completely retrain to become a baritone or whatever. Um, but I was like, yo, I'm dedicating my shit to a boy, take it sing it seriously, man, you know. Um, man, let I, my I, ass I'm sing. Like, I would have been singing to chicks at the drive through Ordering my shakes, I would have been <laughs> in the mall. I would have used that, yeah, I would use that power for evil, bro. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah, I never, I never used used it to, but uh, obviously, obviously, the you know you get once people figure it out, you know, it's a it's a different vibe the way um, uh, people uh, address you. So, we, what can yeah, we? When can we expect your um album and your EP release? I know you got some shit coming. Trying to get uh some metrics out. I wanted to see how it was gonna do, how people was gonna respond. We got fifty fifty two thousand streams on Spotify. Congrats! Congrats! And I'm I'm like yo okay this what y'all okay if y'all fucking with it I'm gonna put it out so. I told myself I promise if the Spotify streams is seventy thousand, I'm gonna drop the EP. I got I got two EPs in the clip right now. Ready to go. Ready to go. Like ready to go. I got I got one with myself and one with um my boy Dion Gotting, where I'm a I'm rapping most of it, but and I'm producing on there. I'm singing on there, and but my EP is almost all um, vocal, so. That's dope. That's dope. I can't wait, bro. I can't wait. Give your social media. Give your social media and your booking information to everybody. All right, go ahead and uh, hit me up at, on all platforms at, at, Mar- at Marquise Fiore. That's uh, that's my name on everything. And uh, you can email me at marquisefiore at gmail.com. I appreciate you, homie, taking out your time rocking with me this evening. Of 
appreciate you. Thank you. Yo, 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 what's going on? This is Drizzy Drake. Hi, this is Rihanna. Hey, what's up? This is Ludacris. What's up, y'all? This is Nicki Minaj. You're, You're rocking with the best. Promo Kings Radio Podcast with, with, with Trey Styles. Trey Styles.